South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. News Radio 610 WIOD. We certainly trust Speaker Pelosi. We're working in lockstep and around the clock to get both of these pieces of legislation done. We certainly trust Pelosi, and Pelosi, we try. Doesn't that just speak volumes generally? Jen Psaki of the uh, Jen Psaki drinking game there, and today very well might be Pelosi's net last stand. I mentioned this on Monday, like this week, given everything that's going on legislatively. No doubt the biggest legislative week in this current Congress, perhaps with the Biden presidency, Today in particular, very well, may be Nancy's last stand. And now, no matter what happens today, she'll still be speaker tomorrow, this time next week, what have you. It's not that. It's the multi-decade power broker she has been. Because she's got a credibility crisis right now, not talking to those on the right, but within her own constituency right now. She originally had that promise of the vote on the Senate bipartisan deal for Monday for the moderates in her caucus then coming into money she's like well we'll definitely do it thursday thursday so here we go this while you've got the debt ceiling deal it's going to be voted on this morning in the senate looks like then pushed to the house then you've got of course what will be of pelosi's promise to bring the senate bipartisan deal to a vote and then you've got the three and a half to five and a half trillion dollar george costanza sponsored Human fund, money for people. Looks like Manchin and Cinema are holding the line on the Senate on that one. We shall see. One of the people in the middle of the mix, Congressman Brian Mast, at Rep. Brian Mast on Twitter, joining us now. Congressman, how are you today, sir? Busy today. How are you doing? Yeah, so about that, I'm well. And as we get going today, what's on your agenda? What has Speaker Pelosi teed up, if anything, yet? So uh, you laid it out pretty well. Uh, what is going to be the amount that they do for budget reconciliation and for raising the debt limit and for coming up with a multi-trillion dollar uh, infrastructure bill? That To give you a quick example, you called it, you know, some of the human infrastructure, the, the, the places where it's provocative well beyond this. I'll give you an easy example. Speaker Pelosi lives in an extremely, extremely wealthy area. And she's putting in her bill, this is literally in her bill, $200 million into a park right down the road from her. Now, perspective on that would be uh, Dolphin Stadium cost about $115 million to build originally. $200 million into a park down the road from her house. That's just one of the carve-outs that she's putting in there out of tax dollars from people from Florida and everywhere else. Well, Brian, I mean, in, in deference to her... She might just be looking for a really nice place for people to go poo instead of on the street and the sidewalk outside of her house. I mean, I, yeah, or could... maybe a, a, you know, a place for high-end ice cream stands or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And actually, you know, I, the, the human infrastructure, I know it's what the Democrats call I just call it the human fund. The human fund. Uh, money for people. George Costanza. If um, if you missed that Seinfeld ep- episode, it'll make more sense at that point. But the, I'm I'm hoping that somebody enters that into the congressional record that it's the human fund. Uh, but well, Brian, to, um, to that point, to that point, uh, uh, a spending larger, uh, an entitlement program larger than Social Security and Medicare is what will be their their paid 
leave program paying 50 to 80% of somebody's salary for, I want to say, about 60 days for pretty much any reason that somebody can come up with to say that they want to take off of work. There's not really that that's where this really opens up. If somebody can think of a reason, Hey, uh, I'm not feeling well for the next 60 days or my cat died or, uh, you know, the, the tree in my yard is wilting. So I need to be home for the next 60 days, uh, 50 to 80% of your pay for those 60 days on the, on the taxpayer dole, larger entitlement program than social security and Medicare. Think about that one. Might have to consult the tree, though. Might, you might need to be there to, you know, kind of give it a good rub down and you know, brush up its spirits, that kind of thing. You know, the, 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 those things happen. <laughs> yeah, Brian, I, I had to use bark a few times in the military. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, then you wouldn't need Pelosi's bark. Um, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I want to get your your thoughts on, and we're going to speak to Florida Congressman Mike Wall too was grilling the Joint Chiefs at the hearing yesterday. But I, from your perspective, the, the hearings and what you've heard from the Joint Chiefs this week. Yeah. Um, so, one, Michael Waltz, he sits over on the, the Armed Services Committee. He's been doing a great job for Florida over there, just trying to get these answers, which we were doing the same thing on the House Foreign Affairs Committee as well, to say, what is that timeline? Okay, uh, Millie, you said this at this time. In the same day, Biden said this in front of the cameras uh, to the American people, and it was both of those were entirely different than what was actually going on the ground, uh, going on on the ground in Afghanistan. And then the next day, you all changed your tune to this, but were in conflict with one another. And then we had a classified briefing the day after that, and were told something entirely different from that. Who was in the room at that time? What did they say at that time? Who made the decision about that? Where was it that? You know, because you're saying, Millie, that you advised the president uh, that this was going to happen if you pulled out of Afghanistan. President is saying he never got that advice about pulling out of Afghanistan. You all decided to leave $80 billion worth of taxpayer-funded military equipment there, the most advanced military equipment. None of them are on the same page. And they're, you know, truthfully at this moment, kind of like rats trying to scurry off a sinking ship. That's an interesting analogy. And the implications that came out of the hearing in particular yesterday and then what Waltz, I thought, helped illustrate really well and literally was illustrating it is that we are now reliant on the Pakistan government that harbored Osama bin Laden and to a certain extent the Taliban for intelligence in the region. That's where we now are. It is reprehensible. Brian, um, no, it's, that's, that's the truth. I mean, we lost all intelligence capabilities in the sky, ISR platforms, uh, lost the ability to have anybody trust us to, to want to give us any human intelligence because they know they're not going to be taken care of. They're going to be left behind like those that worked with us in Afghanistan. So there's nobody lining up to, to say, man, let me give the, uh, the American uh, people intelligence from, uh, from Afghanistan, Pakistan, Turkmenistan, Azerbaijan, you know, uh, the China border, Iran, anywhere in that region. And Brian, uh, related to the military, but on a, a brighter note than the catastrophe with the withdrawal in Afghanistan, uh, I'm so proud of so many members of my family that that have served uh, this country, and a couple in particular, my my late cousin Colonel Jim Mudd, who uh, had amazing stories of his class, where he went back and forth to be the the top grad at West Point with David Petraeus, to my father-in-law. Uh, Stephen Best, who 
at West Point, was actually training for the Olympics at the time of the Vietnam War and was a paratrooper behind enemy lines. Just amazing stories of their experiences at West Point and, and in the service. And for the military service academies, have an important deadline that's coming up just over a month from now. And you wanted to help spread the word to people that might be interested in, in seeking a nomination. Tell us about it. No, that's exactly right. Service Academy nominations are something I try to encourage every one of our, our upcoming high school graduates to think about. Our military service academies, West Point, Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, Merchant Marine Academy, Coast Guard Academy, some of the best universities in our entire country, uh, lower acceptance rates than, than Ivy League schools out there. You spend your time there not just learning, but you get to go to things like airborne school or become part of parachute teams, shooting teams, things like that. Absolutely incredible experience. And when you graduate, you don't get a bill. You, you have a starting salary the day you graduate of about $70,000, and you get a bonus instead of a bill. Um, we do our service academy nominations. It's a very rigorous selection and assessment process where we got to see, hey, how did you volunteer? Are you physically fit, right? Because you're asking to be in the military. Don't come ask me for a nomination to West Point if you can't do a couple of push-ups. Um, and then, you know, what is your academic work? Because we want you to be successful there. We want the best leaders in the military. We do that in December, and we want the word out that, listen, if you think that you're you're the best and the brightest, then come Give that to, to your country. Come serve in one of our service academies. Uh, come work towards that retirement if that's what you want to do. I'm going to do an online briefing session on this. If, if any of our young people from Palm Beach County, Martin County, St. Lucie County, if they want to get a more in-depth or their parents want them to hear about this, um, they can register on my website, mass.house.gov backslash service academy nomination or they can just call one of our offices and we're going to be doing a uh, a little info session on it on october 5 at 10 a.m um, where we're going to tell them hey this is what you got to be able to do but we want to to recommend you for these the best colleges in our country that's awesome and i'm so glad that you're getting the word out about this it is something that's important and i know it, it's certainly near and dear May God bless you, brother, and keep fighting the good fight up there. Absolutely. Hey, good to talk to you today. Congressman Brian Mass, at Rep. Brian Mass on Twitter. All right, uh, we'll have Natalie in the trending story next, right here. The Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.